Welcome to our podcast series, Talking with Traders, hosted by expert trader Garth McKenzie in London, from where he's interviewing various guests on the topic of trading. Welcome to season four of Talking with Traders with me, Garth McKenzie. It's been a lengthy hiatus since we completed season three of this series, so it's good to be back. Thank you to IG Markets for once again coming on board to fund and sponsor this podcast. Their involvement is hugely valuable, and we're proud to have such an award-winning CFD provider alongside us. In this season, I'll welcome back some of our most popular guests from previous seasons to get their updated views on the markets, and I'll also bring in some new guests too. I'll be asking them pertinent questions about how they trade the market and where they're seeing opportunities in the global trading and investing arena. The idea is that you, the listener, gain some valuable insight and education from these market professionals that may be of use in your own trading and investing. So with that in mind, let's get straight into this week's episode of Talking with Traders. This week's episode of the Talking with Traders podcast takes us across to France and just outside Paris. It's a new guest for the for the podcast, somebody we haven't spoken to before. His name is Florian Campuzan, and uh, he is goes by the Twitter handle at TradingCoach75. And it's there that I discovered Florian, and I've been following his tweets. And a lot of the content that he tweets is very, very receptive for me. A lot of psychological related tweets around trading and very interesting stuff. And that's what drew me to follow him and then to look him up and to actually decide to interview him for this podcast. So as I say, we go across to Paris. Florian, welcome to the Talking With Traders podcast. It's excellent to, to chat to you and have you with us today. Thank you very much. Thanks. I'm looking forward to a good chat. I know the, the leaders of our respective countries at the moment are having words with one another across the channel and not yeah. very nice words, but you and I are going to have a nice chat today and I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go back to the, your background a little bit, Florian. Um, you're a trader. You trade for yourself. You trade for, for a living. Um, but tell us a little bit about your background, if you wouldn't mind. What got you interested in trading? When did you start trading? And how long have you been, been a trader? Okay. Um, so I have a BA in economics and I'm graduated from a French politics science institute with a major in economics and finance. Right. And I started uh, my professional career as a, an investment manager in a private uh, equity fund. Okay. Right. And... Um, I started uh, to be um, attracted, interested by the stock market uh, in the early uh, 20s during the you know, internet uh, bull market. Mm -hmm. Everybody uh, was talking about the market. Uh, every stock was rising uh, to the moon. And uh, like any uh, other, um, I started to, uh, to trade, or uh, I don't know if it was trading or gambling. I think it was gambling. Mm -hmm. And uh, when... Um, I, I really had no strategy. When the market uh, went into a uh, beer territory in 2001, I was basically, basically uh, averaging down uh, with no stop loss. And like you can imagine, uh, the results uh, were not uh, that good. Um, in fact, I think it, I, I made about all the mistakes a, a, a trader uh, can make. And um, I, um, you know, I put... Uh, all my monthly salary uh, uh, in, in, in trading. And uh, I even uh, borrow money uh, from my bank. And uh, I, um, I I crashed uh, several times my account. Uh, 
uh, until uh, till, uh, 2005. And I met a guy who was, um, you know, the CEO of, um, of uh, you know, uh, um, hedge fund, a big uh, hedge fund uh, in Paris, France. And uh, uh, I, in, in fact, sold him my, my strategy. Uh, it was not really a strategy, but more my passion. So he gave me a chance and I started, uh, you know, managing, uh, you know, um, his um, equity uh, in a structure, in, a, in like a, it was not a real fund, uh, not a proper, uh, um, you know, not um, uh, a, a real uh, structure, but uh, I was managing his, uh, his, his money. And um, it was good because uh, um, I could, uh, you know, set up a fund if uh, my results uh, um, were good. And um, it worked well for about one year. It was about uh, 2005, 2006. And, uh, you know, um, I was uh, evilly uh, short uh, in a, a mini crack uh, on the French stock market uh, during uh, May or June 2006, and uh, yeah. I made huge amount of money, but uh, I didn't didn't take didn't retain this money because I, I didn't have an exit strategy. So uh, um, I I, <clears throat> I didn't uh, uh, get the results I, I, I should have this at that time, and um, my my boss uh, stopped <laughs> uh, told me uh, that we had to stop. Uh, like uh, our partnership, so um, I, I leave um, this, this firm, this little firm, and uh, I started to bo to borrow money to a to a, a friend of um, my brother and to my family. Uh, in addition uh, of um, in addition to my own equity, uh, to uh, to set up a little uh, a little a little fund, and uh, it was in two thousand eight. And um, in fact, uh, it was uh, you know just after the um, the subprime uh, crisis, mm. and um, I uh, to to to, uh, to be uh, you know to, to summarize in a summary, uh, I, I I lost about uh, all uh, the money uh, in two years. Okay, wow. so um, it was a, a bit uh, too much. And so um, I had to stop, um, you know, trading for about um, um, five years. Right. And I, I resume uh, the journey about uh, five or six years ago now. Okay. And um, I rebuilt my um, everything. Fantastic. What is it? What an interesting story. And and quite honestly, it's a story that we hear from a lot of traders who I, I've interviewed on this podcast where they, 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 it's almost like a baptism of fire or it's almost like a rite of passage to go through such a difficult experience in the early years. Most of successful traders that I've met and spoken to seem to have blown up an account or two in their early days. And it's mm. through that process, I guess, that they then learn how to come back. So what did those early years teach you that you've managed to ultimately come back to the market and that you're now doing it successfully, given your experience and your background? In fact, um, you know, um, I think with time and effort and a and quantified, you know, goal, you can really uh, reach everything. You have to go step by step. So I think uh, um, what I really uh, missed is that I didn't consider trading like a real business. In fact, it's a real, 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 uh, biz um, you know, um, business. Nice. Like set up a company. Uh, it's not the same environment. Um, this, there is, it's not the same process, but it's like setting up a, a, a company. So the third thing I, I, I learned the hard way is that you have to consider um, either at 
um, as a hobby and it will cost you money because the hobby costs money uh, or a business. And if you set up a company, you can either succeed or fail. So you have no guarantee, but you have better chance to succeed if you um, consider that you have to be a rigorous, you have to be the boss, salary, the client all together and to manage everything uh, so that you can um, reach your goal. So, um, and uh, you have to, um, what I learned, you have to have a world trading system. It's what I talk about on Twitter. It's not a strategy, a world trading system. Yes. So the risk management, the psychological part, uh, the, the, the backtesting part, the journaling part, uh, the, every, uh, all the tools you need to uh, implement your strategy, okay? So yes. I learned that uh, you have to, uh, to go step by step and understand that you, are, uh, you, you have to think in terms of probabilities. When we say that, um, it's really true. You are in a world of uh, probabilities, like a casino. You don't know um, the outcome of a single trade, but if you have a real edge, back-tested edge, um, you know that uh, on a you know, monthly or annual basis, uh, you will uh, make money, uh, uh, whatever uh, uh, the individual outcomes uh, that you, you will never know, in fact. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you, you mentioned psychology there, which I, uh, is one of the things that drew me to following you on Twitter because I see a lot of the content that you tweet is about trading psychology, and that's the kind of stuff that I I thrive on. I must say, I, I follow quite a few people on Twitter that tweet about trading psychology, and yours keep on coming up to the top of my timeline because that seems to be the way the algorithm works on Twitter realizes what I like. And so I keep seeing your tweets. That psychological aspect is very, very important. I mean, what, in your mind, what percentage would you say is, is, is psychology and what percentage is about system when it comes to trading? Well, it's really um, difficult to answer to, to this question. I, um, because in fact, I, I think everything is interrelated. You know, uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, talk about trading uh, uh, by, uh, you know, talking about psychology or uh, risk management or, or technicals, uh, you know, uh, in isolation, you know, mm. uh, everything is interrelated. But what I can tell you is that the technical part is the easiest part or the least difficult part. It's yes. what I can tell you. So I would, I would say that it's about 90%, but in fact, everything is interrelated. But people focus on, you know, the, the strategy. Like, I, it's not the same thing. The strategy and the system. The strategy is one of the components of your system. The system is your whole business. The strategy is like your product. You can have a good product and, uh, a, a and be a ma bad manager and, uh, and fail, you know? A yes. system is a good business. So in fact, yes, in fact, in fact psychology is like, a, you know, um, a bit, uh, a term, a bit vague, you know? Uh, in fact, uh, I think you have to acquire the right mindset. It's like a cliche again, but yeah. the right mindset, is you have to, to build that mindset, the, the, the mindset of a champion, because you are in a, a competitive, highly competitive uh, environment, and you have to uh, consider this zero-sum game as a, you know, a battlefield where mm -hmm. you have to be stronger uh, than uh, others in order to succeed. And, um, you know, like... Uh, the tennis, uh, the champion uh, tennis player or the chess player at a um, you know, competition level, uh, they work on their mindset because, in fact, they have the, 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 about the same level, you know, the same. And yes. um, uh, between the five uh, first uh, 
um, um, you know, champion and uh, the others, this is the mindset, the difference, because uh, we are human and uh, the, the, the market is here to, to break you. Uh, and um, there are many here psychological traps, psychological cognitive and emotional bias, uh, which will uh, prevent you uh, from succeeding. So I will say that, yes, but most of the, 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 you know, the, the challenge uh, it is uh, psychological. Yes, yeah, no, sure. And just for the benefit of the listeners, um, we, we're recording this on the 26th of November, um, and this mm-hmm. is the day when the COVID has, seems to have reared its ugly head again. Markets are in a very risk-off environment. Uh, we're seeing big drops or cross-equity markets globally, and we're recording this around about lunchtime. It's about an hour and a half before the US markets are due to open. And you and I exchanged an email earlier this morning. Just I was asking you, given the volatility in the market at the moment and what we're going to see later today when the US market opens, are you still comfortable to do the podcast today? Because obviously days like this can be a little bit hairy. And you said, absolutely no problem. We'll still record the podcast. Your system is in place. You know what you're going to do. And it just came across that you've got a, a, a tremendous calmness about how you trade and that you obviously re- really trust your system. You know what you're going to do. And there was no need to panic. So uh, you've obviously um, mastered that psychological aspect of it, and w- w- which is very encouraging to see. But just tell us a little bit more, um, if you would, Florian, about how you trade. I'm going to maybe fire a couple of questions at you in this respect. First of all, what do you trade? Are you purely an equities trader or do you trade anything else? In fact, my philosophy is to, uh, you know, to be uh, as simple as possible. I know, uh, you know, um, I I trade only uh, um, stocks, only US stocks. Uh, I am swing trader. I only play breakouts and my ecosystem is about, you know, hyper volatile stocks. Some, Some of them are um, you know, penny stocks, uh, but it could be a stock like GME or uh, I'm AMC. But there are not purely, uh, um, you know, penny stocks. But there are, there are, they are poor fundamental, and they sell, uh, in fact, dreams. And I, I, I like volatility, and I played these hyper volatile stocks. And only stocks because I know much about, you know, how derivatives uh, work, like in the futures, uh, to price uh, an option, uh, etc. But um, I think. Uh, uh, you have to be an expert uh, and, uh, uh, and and to focus uh, in, a, uh, in a, a specific market and specific uh, ecosystem in your market, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, uh, yes. like a, a top-down uh, approach. So, right. um, and I know that uh, like uh, indicators, uh, derivatives are um, you know their price uh, depends on the on the price of uh, you know underlying. So, yeah. you, to me, you. Whatever you lose some information, you uh, you, you lose a uh, um, you. For example, uh, with the futures, uh, you, you have a, an implied uh, leverage of six uh, or seven, and mm. uh, I don't like leverage because I was killed m- many times by leverage. And you could right. say yes, hyper liquid, uh, you can uh, tr- uh, trade uh, uncorrelated assets. Okay, yes, but uh, uh, derivatives were built uh, to uh, you know edge your currency exposure or you are. Uh, exposure to uh, the price of a commodity, you know, for producers or consumers, but um, and it's why you need leverage uh, because there, if there is no leverage, uh, you can, uh, you know, um, you know, edge uh, your risks. Uh, yes. It was the, the primary um, uh, reason for why, uh, you know, uh, the derivatives uh, uh, were created. So I trade only stocks because I'm, I, I, I'm better. I, I'm, I feel at ease. I, I like, I have a clearing house. I trade NASDAQ, Amex, yeah. nice. 
and um, it's I don't I don't use leverage never. So I am it's it's difficult enough uh, not to add a um, specific um, uh, systemic uh, risk. Right. Okay. So pure straight equities, no leverage, and um, you don't go short ever on on equities. I I used to. I used to uh, be um, really, um, you know, aggressively uh, short during a market crash. Like in 2008, I was really uh, short all the uh, October and November, uh, uh, months of October and November. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, but uh, now, I, you know, I like to trade, um, uh, you know, stocks that uh, make about 100 or 200% in about six, seven, eight days. And uh, now um, if you trade, you, you go short, you know, I can make about 30 or 40 or 50 percent and I have to uh, borrow stocks. Uh, and, um, and uh, you know, I, I don't feel at, e- at ease now, now, because mm. uh, uh, it's, it's Q against me. You know, a stock uh, can, 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 uh, can go to zero, uh, but, uh, and you can earn only 100 uh, percent, um, you know, theoretically uh, uh, being short. Uh, yeah. But uh, when you're long, you can make uh, 500 or 600 or uh, a thousand percent uh, move so yeah. it's not because i don't like sh- being short uh, uh, it's a uh, it's it 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 goes against my philosophy right okay okay yeah, and just for the listeners benefit i mean you're quite right in what you say there that by going short you know the very best that can ever happen is the stock that you're short of can go to zero which very seldom happens but um when you're and and of course you have open-ended risk because if the stock goes up you know there's no limit to how much it can go up Uh, whereas when you're long you're quite right you can make several hundreds of percent if if the stock moves in your favor so it's uh it's it's interesting that you mentioned that you mentioned that your your strategy predominantly is around breakouts so can you just, just describe a little bit more about that that's a technical term, a breakout. Um, but give us an example, if you wouldn't mind, to describe an example of a trade that that you've recently done, or, or how you would t- typically trade a breakout setup. Um, was, um, uh, uh, first, it's always the same thing, you know. Uh, we, we maybe uh, we're going to, to, to talk about you know recurring uh, price patterns, but in fact, yeah. I like to 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 to, to see a, a, a story. Uh, told by the price and volume, I only uh, use price and volume, and so I like to watch at setups. For me, a setup is—it's um, I know I'm French, so <laughs> I have a, 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 everything that I say is not quite uh, um, said in plain English. But a setup for me is a you know a spike in volatility, and uh, which uh, tells me that uh, the stock can uh, uh, reach um, uh, um, you know it gives me a feeling about uh, the the move that it, um, the, the stock can follow. And um, I wait, in, in fact, that the, the stocks, uh, you know, rise and uh, build a consolidation and uh, break uh, out so through a pivot point, which is uh, basically uh, the highest eye of the, the, the consolidation um, uh, phase. Okay. Uh, it's uh, known by everybody, you know, breakout strategy, like, uh, you know, Nicola Davas, uh, William O'Neill, and many others. And, uh, and uh, you can't miss a big trend with uh, breakouts. You know, if you try to buy the dips, Maybe you will, uh, you know, um, uh, you will uh, have a better uh, entry price, but uh, you can miss a trend. I don't want to mm. uh, miss a trend. So, yes. um, and I, I play only the closing price because I want to have the confirmation, and uh, I, I want to avoid the noise uh, during the the, the the trading day. I want to avoid the overtrading, and there are many many uh, breakouts that fail, especially in my uh, ecosystem. Uh, like uh, you know, uh, hyper volatile stocks. So 
uh, I prefer to, to wait and I will have less opportunities and um, I have a confirmation and I enter in the five uh, last minutes of the trading session. So uh, okay. uh, in fact, uh, I like volatile stocks. I wait uh, till they, 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 they you know, form uh, basically, basically a, a consolida consolidation uh, phase right. or a base. Yes. And I, I, I wait uh, that they close above their uh, above their um, pivot point at the closing price. And in fact, I, I just um, uh, have a term for that. Um, uh, it's the first price bar, I don't know how to say it in English, it's, right. uh, it's, but the first price bar or the first uh, bar price, I don't know. Uh, I only take this bar. This bar is, of, in fact, the, the, the breaking bar. And before, it's um, too soon. And after, it's too late. Right. And it's not, you know, you know, like uh, um, chasing stock is like crime. <laughs> um, uh, it doesn't pay. It's not from me. Huh? I think it's trader, a trader, a trader. Maybe William O'Neill. I don't know. I'm yeah. not sure. Uh, we said that, but uh, I think it's a, a good analogy. So uh, mm. uh, and it, it killed me. It killed me uh, uh, many of my accounts. It killed my many of my accounts uh, to mm. uh, to chase stocks. And so I'm really really disciplined about that. And I, I trade about uh, always the, the same setups. I could I could show you uh, many of the trades that I recently took or I took uh, this year. Yeah, of the same patterns. Yeah, you know? it sounds like it sounds very much like what I've seen referred to as a volatility contraction pattern. I think Mark Minervini yes. refers to it as that. So effectively, you've got sort of flat tops, um, some rising bottoms in a stock that's generally consolidating and sideways, but within a bigger rising trend, and then ultimately, you know, that it's going to break break probably to yes, the yes. upside out of that of that volatility contraction at some point. So you're essentially trading in the direction of the broader trend, but you're just waiting for it to almost break through the wall of resistance and start heading higher. And yes. when you do that, what is your um, what is your philosophy around risk management because and, and position sizing? I mean, how, how much capital are you willing to lose in the event that a trade goes wrong against you? On average, I'm about uh, 1%. Uh, 1%. One, one yes, okay. One single trade. Okay. And uh, like I, I, no, I, I am, a, I was really, at first, uh, uh, my, I was really uh, fascinated by the trend follower. And uh, I think we all, uh, to some extent, all uh, um, trend followers uh, um, mm. expected for, for those who short uh, volatility, but we are long volatility. Even if you're a scalper, you are a trend follower. Yes. Um, on a, on a one minute time frame, I am on a ten days time frame, but you can on a, a monthly time frame. But uh, I follow the trend, and like I am on hypervolatile stocks, um, I have to manage fiercely uh, uh, my drawdown. So what I do, um, I I'm, when I have a drawdown like uh, you know of ten percent, I cut my position position size, sorry, by twenty percent. Right. If I have okay. a, um, a drawdown of fifteen percent, I cut my position size by thirty percent because, uh, like you know, um, you know, um, you need um, um, uh, the pace at which uh, you know uh, you are, you you need to recover your your former losses. Uh, is um, you know uh, um, you you have to recover. Sorry, uh, your mm. losses are uh, ex exponentially. Like uh, yes. uh, if you lose uh, fifty percent of your capital, you need a hundred percent to uh, to uh, recover or to recoup uh, your previous uh, losses. So yes. uh, I I try to manage you know the linear way of uh, you know um, pace of uh, losses and the exponential way of uh, gains you need. Uh, to um, recoup your losses, so right. I followed like in the river. You know, you 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 follow the current, and uh, I try to 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 adjust 
my position size uh, every time uh, uh, my system say you, you are you, it's too too high too high and i just uh, just follow the market and, right. um, what, what, what uh, my, my, my equity curve uh, tells me. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. And um, on average, what is your risk to reward ratio like on your trades, your winners uh, relative to your losers? Uh, about five, about five. Okay. So your winners are about five times bigger than your losers yeah. on average. Okay. Yes, okay. And, yeah. and, and your hit rate, I mean, a lot of traders say, you know, obviously you, ideally you want to try and get a hit rate above 50%, but if you've got a, a risk reward ratio where you are making five times more than on your winners, than you're losing on your losing trades, then you could effectively afford to have what only a, about a 20% yeah. hit rate or 10% hit rate and you could still be making money. So what, what is your hit rate on average with your strategy? It's about uh, 30, uh, 35%, but, uh, I would say that if you have a, a, a risk reward of five, you need a one divided by five plus one. So you need a one divided by six. It's a 16%. So 16%. Yeah. So uh, it's by break even um, uh, each ratio. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. interesting. You, you, yeah, you say so it's 30, 35. So basically one out of three of your trades is, is profitable. Um, yes. However, it's it's so so sufficiently profitable that it more than wipes out the losses that you'll make on the other two out of three and keeps you profitable overall. And I think that's just a very important point for the listeners to realize. And I think a lot of amateur traders start out and they think you need to try and get everything right. In this business trading, you, you're never going to get everything right. And as long as you manage your position sizes and you manage your risk and you get that risk to reward ratio in your favor, you can make good money on average, even when you have a risk, uh, when you have a hit rate like that, which is giving you a win out of win on one, only one out of three trades. So very interesting to hear that. And, and what is your general holding time frame on a trade, Florian? It's uh, eight days. In fact, eight days, um, uh, it's a, uh, 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 um, not a magic number there is nothing uh, magic in, in trading but in fact um i noticed uh, and william only talk about eight weeks um uh, and i noticed on every time frame uh, um you know five minutes ten minutes that the, this this sequence of eight bars i would say seven eight bars okay eight right. seven nine bars are really uh common uh in fact this the the, the you have a uh, a movement, a directional move, really uh, obvious, uh, of ten bars, about eight, nine, ten bars, and uh, and after that, uh, um, the stock reaches peaks, and uh, maybe it, it will resume its trend. But uh, I'm not interested uh, in uh, you know waiting too long because I want to uh, have a, a big rotation of my uh, um, trading account. So sometimes, like in January or February uh, to uh, 21. Uh, my, my my capital, you know, rotated uh, about three times, you know, in the months. Mm. So uh, it's the, uh, one of the main advantages of swing trading. It's uh, like, uh, it's good, uh, uh, 100% move, but it's better to have a 100% move on five or eight days uh, rather than um, eight weeks because, uh, you know, uh, you, 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 you profit from a compounding of interest at a, a real faster pace. And uh, uh, like uh, Einstein uh, said, um, this is the eighth uh, wonder uh, of the of the world. So uh, let's let's profit from that. Yeah, superb. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Compounding certainly is the is is the key here. So you've given us quite a lot of interesting stats there. The holding times, the uh, your hit rate. You know all of this. All of that 
kind of information you can only glean by going back and having and keeping good records of your trades and your, of your trading system. And part of that is uh, is journaling. So I want to chat to you about that. I know when we did our introduction uh, call last week, you sp- we spoke briefly about journaling and I said I was wanting to talk to you about this because it's something that I've you know, realized in more and more trading books that I read about the power of journaling. And I, I certainly find it very useful in my own trading to journal everything, to keep detailed records. So are you very big into journaling? And uh, and and tell us a little bit about the way that, that you journal for your trading system. You're listening to Talking With Traders, a podcast series brought to you by IG, a world-leading online trading and investment provider. If you haven't checked out the IG online trading platform, please do so and visit IG.com. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast series on your favorite podcast app or website by clicking on the subscribe button and you'll be notified weekly as we release new episodes. In fact, um, uh, yes, I, I, when you're a trader, you are, you know, the, 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 the boss and uh, you are also the accountant. You, you know, it's really accounting. Uh, you are uh, accountant for what you do. You do, sorry, but you are a, a, a professional accountant. You get to measure everything. I am a discretionary trader, okay? But uh, my journaling, I have about a, a spreadsheet, Excel spreadsheet, where about a, a three, uh, um, um, 30 columns. And I measure everything, my each ratio, uh, my average position size, uh, my average risk ratio, uh, risk reward ratio, my average uh, uh, drawdown on every time frame, and uh, um, I have uh, you know my performance, adjust, my my adjusted uh, my um, expected return, etc. And uh, I backtest uh, uh, also uh, uh, most of the time because backtesting gives you uh, confidence, and you need confidence when the market uh, will show you that your edge uh, does not work uh, every time. And still stick to uh, your, uh, your 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 strategy even when uh, you um, you in fact you lose. So um, you have to uh, to 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 have a, a, a real uh, a, a big 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 confidence, and you can build it if you really understand your uh, system. And there is a having a strategy but testing it. And Twitter, uh, I have about uh, five percent uh, people who uh, write to me, you know, uh, through uh, mis- mis- messages. And uh, they asked me a question and I said about their age and say, but did you measure it? Um, uh, did you, uh, uh, what is your average it ratio? Like the question you asked me, uh, your average uh, risk reward ratio, your average position size, your maximum uh, risk per trade, et cetera. And if you don't know those measures, how, do, how, how can you uh, assess your average edge first? And how can uh, you reduce the profit gap between your current results and uh, the the results uh, you should uh, you know um, reach um, uh, uh, according to your backtesting you know um, but... it's like it's like a you know a, a CEO or a, a, a boss in a company he needs he needs a business plan he, even if he, he don't need to raise money uh, he needs business plan he need a budget he need people to measure uh, the, if this uh, market campaign uh, marketing campaign. Uh, uh, worked or not, and he, he needs spreadsheet. He needs uh, numbers. Okay, mm-hmm. um, even yeah. it's not perfect. Uh, yeah. You have to measure everything. There is no journaling. This is part of uh, you know uh, uh, being an accountant. And there is diarying. I have a diary, and I write about the hundred um, A4 pages per month, uh, writing everything, everything else, um, like uh, 
what I did wrong, why uh, if I do, if follow my rules, uh, how could I um, uh, improve my exit strategy, uh, how did I ma manage my drawdown, uh, so that I can go back one year ago and to assess my progress. It, it yeah. builds my mindset of, uh, I try to be, a, to have, a, a, like I said, a, a mindset of a champion. And you have to compare yourself, not to others, but uh, um, compare your results uh, to what um, they were yesterday in order to be better tomorrow and compare uh, your results um, um, uh, relative to yourself, not to yes. others. Okay? Yes. And you need to write everything down. For Why? Because uh, we retain uh, much of what we write first and it keep, uh, it, uh, you are re reliable on uh, everything, uh, what you do, like rehearsing every time you write what you're going uh, to do. Uh, uh, and uh, it's really amazing uh, what, um, you know, you can achieve by writing everything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I've, I'm finding that as well with journaling and with my own trading, writing everything down. Um, it's, it, you know, putting it out, taking the thoughts out of your head and putting them down on paper. But it does help you with that process of continuous improvement. And like you say, if you don't measure this stuff, you, then how on earth are you going to improve if you can't measure it and you're not tracking it? But on that note, uh, something I've also picked up with a lot of trading books that I've read and, and something I do in my own trading journaling is actually to also look at the physiological aspects of ourselves. Because trading is really a high-performance activity, I guess, a high-performance sport in a way. And like with any high-performance sport, you need to be physiologically sound, um, fit, uh, healthy, uh, and that. And a lot of the stuff I've read that talk about the importance of exercise and about being well hydrated and your just your general wellness, your general state of mind, your um, your your outlook on life. You know, you trade better if you're happier. You trade better if you're confident. So how much attention do you give to that sort of stuff, to the physiological aspects of your life and how that interrelates back into your trading? Well, I used to, um, you know, to practice um, match sports on, uh, in the past, but uh, now I would say that uh, uh, sometimes, I, you know, I, I run, uh, but um, I'm, I don't have a... <laughs> something special uh, about that i have a, a, i think i consider an healthy uh, life but uh, uh i i'm sometimes sports but i'm not uh, you know aficionado and uh, i drink my my, my little glass of wine uh, sometimes uh, without uh, you know guilt <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and in fact uh, i really focus on my uh, mindset i really read about psychology and i I really focus on discipline. I have, you know, before the training day, my really, uh, my strategy is really uh, simple. My my daughter of eleven years older understand what I do. It's like you know, uh, you know, you 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 go up a mountain and you want to reach the top, so you you have, you need to rest. So uh, mm. uh, I trade stocks exactly the same. Uh, stock uh, a stock uh, which rise from ten to twenty uh, will. Um, accepted uh, gaps uh, which uh, in fact are exception uh, uh, needs to go through 11 12 13 and he, have, he has to to rest uh, yeah. uh, either it, it goes down or it rests it consolidates or it, and it breaks uh, um, it breaks out and um, in fact uh, 
I, I to, to answer to your question, I um, I have about um, three um, uh, thirty, uh, you know, um, in my daily routine, thirty steps, thirty steps that I have uh, to validate before the um, trading session. Hmm. Considering that I am only, uh, I will only trade uh, seven uh, hours later. Yes. Um, but uh, if I didn't validate uh, these uh, thirty uh, uh, steps, there is something wrong with me. So. I really focus on that, you know, the discipline. And people underestimate uh, the power of routine and they underestimate the time needed uh, for the brains to get uh, what will you really want. Like there is always a mismatch between your conscious, uh, the conscious part of your brain and the unconscious part. And your job as a trader is to be as simple, as direct, uh, as transparent, with your conscious mind, which communicates uh, with simple message with your unconscious mind. Unconscious, like uh, the expert said, is a, like a stupid, uh, you know, uh, um, person who, who just uh, uh, act like, a, um, you know, like a, maybe a child, you know, um, innocently and uh, mechanically. So we have to do the same, but consciously in trading. So I like, I, 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 I try to be as simple as possible and it's a really a religion on yeah. my everyday life right so, okay so, so I, really... compensate. I compensate <laughs> maybe um sports with a you know highly disciplined routine i don't know i don't know if, yeah, if i well answered to this you know you've answered the question very well i mean one of the things that that, that i guess i want to ask re relating to that is that it sounds like you don't actually spend a lot of time actually trading and i think this is what a lot of people maybe misunderstand. They think it, they think of a trader as being someone that sits in front of the screen all day and clicking the bar, the mouse and pressing buttons and in and out. Um, you know that is a style that works for some people. But you 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 know you need to find a trading strategy or a trading style that suits your personality. And from what I hear you saying, it sounds as if you don't spend a huge amount of time actually trading, but you do spend a huge amount of time doing research outside of market hours and being prepared to act when the market is open. So you know, on a relative basis, how much time do you spend doing research and how much time do you think you actually spend in front of the screen trading? In fact, I am always uh, more or less uh, you know, watching uh, uh, the market, but uh, I spend about 99% uh, making research uh, because I trade only at, at the you know the, the five last minutes. I have a screener um, that I use, and uh, on average, I have about fifteen opportunities. When when the, the market uh, enters a, a beer the beer territory, I have no about no opportunities. This was one of the advantages of the breakout strategy that you follow the natural uh, way of uh, um, um, the natural uh, you know where um, the market uh, acts. So if uh, you are uh, in a beer market, you will uh, have uh, um, less breakouts yeah. and uh, especially less breakouts, uh, confirm breakouts at the end of the day. But I would say that it takes me about five minutes to trade, in fact, at the end mm -hmm. of the day. And uh, the rest of the time, uh, I do research. Uh, I monitor traders uh, from which I learn a lot also. Uh, um, I read a, a lot. Uh, I write um, a lot um, and uh, I try to improve. I work on uh, much on my back testing uh, um, strategy, and uh, uh, you know uh, I, I try to uh, you know to interact much with the community uh, 
uh, that I tried to build on Twitter, and uh, uh, you 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 learn m many many things by uh, trying um, in, to some to some extent trying to teach to other um, through your experience. Yes, uh, and, uh, both the theoretical. Uh, uh, foundation, but also uh, oral, sorry, and uh, the you know the feedback from your own experience. So um, uh, it takes much much time, and you you have a, a kind of a detachment um, uh, with the market. Yes. I don't know if we say that in English. The detachment. So you you yeah. keep the market at distance. For me, it's just a, a market. I, I need you know uh, tomatoes. I go to the market. But uh, if I don't need tomatoes, I, I, I don't go to market to the market. So right. I, it's not, I, I don't know. I, I don't have an, an emotional, uh, you know, um, addiction or whatever. It's just uh, when people say uh, it, it's boring. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the you know, placing trade is boring are and uninteresting. But the process is a passion for me. The process to improve yourself, to know yourself better, to um, improve your exit strategy, uh, maybe to trade less. Uh, for much money uh, to manage uh, your drawdown uh, with a better accuracy, etc. This is the exciting part for me. Placing trade, I don't like uh, that, and I don't mm. feel uh, nothing about my losses and uh, nothing about about nothing. I'm not a robot, but uh, now I'm like um, uh, nothing about my my losses and nothing about my gains, no, or not not much about yeah. emotional bias. I love what you said there about that the, the, the process is what you're passionate about. And I think that's 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 right. I've picked that up with so many other successful traders that it's the process that they that they fall in love with, not so much the actual trading, it's the process. But you mentioned that you're a coach and you're a mentor to other traders. Um, and I, I'm the same. I also, uh, I train other people. I'm a mentor to a couple of younger traders. And um, But what I wanted to ask you is what, what do you think differentiates a successful trader from an unsuccessful trader based on the fact that you do deal with a lot of other traders and you see people's success and failures? What differentiates the successful ones from the unsuccessful ones? Uh, I would say um, people, um, you know, um, uh, I, there are there are really different backgrounds, you know. Uh, but um, those who really succeed are really a good uh, learner. Maybe mm. I'm good at uh, teaching, but I'm not so sure. Um, I, I think uh, there are good learners, and the good learners. Uh, I'm not arrogant. They listen, and every time I'm monitoring a, a, a trader, uh, I ask him to write down his strategy, to back test his strategy, and I, you know, points out um, all the paradoxes in his uh, um, words. Like uh, I trade only the breakouts, for example, but uh, I trade also. I, I, I noticed that it trades also the dips. So there is a contradiction. You can do both, but you can't, you can't say you trade breakouts only if you mm. trade also dips. And people, you know, uh, are in paradoxes. And the trading is the world of paradoxes. And my job is to, you know, mention those paradoxes. And those will really uh, progress, sometimes exponentially, it, it are those who really understand that they fail and they, have, they are in they lie to you, the uh, self, without no, you know, knowing that. Like you know, the conscious and the unconscious uh, are not, um, you know, uh, do not agree. So you have to uh, reconcile uh, them. And people who really uh, make uh, make it are those who are not arrogant, humble, and eager to work 
um, uh, to reach and uh, their goal. Yeah. And I say, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell them, you know, the work is after uh, the, the, the classroom. The, the yes. work is after the classroom. Now the, the work starts when you're uh, yourself uh, uh, in, in face of, of your losses. Sometimes uh, I hope so um, in face of your, uh, of your gains. Yes, yeah, that's the yeah, fascinating. Um, we are drawing towards the end of our allotted time for this podcast, so I've just got one or two more questions that I'd like to ask you. Um, mm-hmm. First, the, the, the last or second last question, I guess, is is um, trading books. I often ask uh, the guests on this podcast if they have two or three trading books that they that that are particularly memorable for them and that that they feel are absolute must reads for for uh, trading. What is your what, what would you recommend? In fact, um, uh, the best the best book uh, that are many many books that uh, you know deal with uh, psychology, price pattern recognition, risk management. But um, there is no one who really really is good at everything. Uh, we, if we were if we have to focus on and isolate uh, uh, every component of a uh, world trading system. Um, I will talk about Mark Douglas. Mark Douglas, like, uh, you know, enter my trading zone, enter the, uh, enter the, the zone. Yes, I don't, know, I don't remember, you know. I, it's, I, yeah, I, Trading in the Zone and the Discipline discipline Trader with it, with his yes. two books. And it's interesting, you know, <laughs> I, I have a friend who listens to the podcast and he says to me, do, do, I, do I sometimes tee the listeners, to tee up the guests to say that? Because so many of the traders that I interview say Mark Douglas, Trading in the Zone is their favorite trading book. And it's my favorite trading book as well. So it's just interesting. And I wasn't, I didn't prompt you at all so that the listeners know. <laughs> I didn't yes. tee it up that way uh, yeah. i asked the question openly but you say you're mark douglas trading in the zone it is a classic trading book and i think yes. it's a must read have you got any others that you that you can suggest uh, i think william o'neill is a real um, you know genius because he uh, he has really uh, helped many traders to 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 rely on uh, recurring price patterns like the cup with under the cup without under the base and base uh, the ascending base and they they really work there is that there are more really reliable sorry uh than uh, pure chance and you can build uh, your edge around them and uh william o'neill um uh, you know uh, um you know uh, I've, I've covered uh, the whole uh, uh 20th century and uh, there are shots uh, going back to uh to early um, uh, you know that going back to the beginning of the 20th century. So uh, they are all uh, uh, the same patterns recurring over and over again, because uh, the price, uh, it's just, uh, you know, the, the representation of like, you know, of the math psychology and the, the, the human psychology. Uh, like I, I just, I just repeat what I heard, but I, 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 I explained that uh, also uh, is, um, you know, is, is a constant because what you can really deal with in trading is your risk. You can manage it. Control it at 100%? No, because there are slippage costs, there are um, you know, you know, overnight gaps, etc. But on average, if you want to, to risk 1% and you respect your position size and you don't shift down your, your stop when you're long, uh, you will be about 1%. I, 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 but maybe at 1.02, uh, because mm-hmm. I decided uh, that I, 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 I will uh, you know, um, have uh, the proper position size and proper um, stop level. But in fact, there is this constant, and the, um, we, we don't talk about that. But uh, uh, mass psychology, psychology, crowd psychology uh, is also a constant. Yeah. Um, a, a, a crowd of uh, people from now is the same crowd of people 
three or five centuries ago. And yes. it's why the patterns are always the same. And it's why robustness can be built uh, only to me, to me, it's just my thought, around those constants. Yeah. It's why I don't use indicators. I don't, I don't say that you can't make money with indicators, but indicators are lagging in the, um, you know, um, are lagging, uh, give lagging information. Mm. And uh, uh, you, you, in fact, you don't need them. You can use them, but I think you don't need them. And the less indicators you, 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 um, you use, um, the, the, uh, the more robust will be your, your system. And the, 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 easy, the, the easiest will be uh, to backtest your system and the more confidence and that you are uh, in a perpetual uh, uh, virtuous uh, cycle if you, you, are, uh, you, know, uh, gro- you have grounded a reason to build your system and you believe uh, into, in your system because uh, it speaks by itself. Okay, and that yeah. human psychology uh, speaks by itself. Yeah, yeah, fascinating. So keep it simple. And yes, remember the things that you control really are your entry, your exits, and the amount of risk that you take on. But there's a lot outside of that that you is, is beyond your control. And um, yes, and 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 but yes, the you know, psychology of people hasn't changed in hundreds of years. And you, you can't control what the market's going to do. You can't control what the crowd is going to do, but you can control what you are going to do. And that's always yeah. an important thing to remember. So that's it, Florian. We've run out of time. Just the last question is, how can listeners uh, follow your work? I, I presume the best way is to go to Twitter, right? And follow yes, you yes. At, at TradingCoach75. Yes, yes, yes. If they want, uh, they can join the community and... Uh, share their experience, their feedback, ask questions to others. But to me, I, I, I try and often uh, um, answer to everybody. Uh, and I, 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 I'm, I take time to answer. And sometimes yeah. people send me uh, private messages. And uh, if I, I can help in that extent, I, I will with pleasure. Fantastic. Well, that's been excellent, Florian. I've really, really enjoyed speaking to you. Thank you so much for giving up your time today to have a chat with me. It's been fantastic. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, And I really do look forward to keeping in contact with you and probably interviewing you again at some point in this podcast season. With pleasure, with pleasure. It was a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to, you know, to share my passion with uh, other traders or people who, uh, who want to learn um, uh, uh, um, about uh, this, uh, you know, uh, life endeavor, you know. Indeed, indeed. Thank you very much once again. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Talking With Traders, brought to you by IG, a world-leading CFD provider. We really are privileged to have such a leader in the field of online trading involved in this series. Please follow us on Facebook and engage with us there. And a reminder to make sure you subscribe to this series by clicking on the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we'd also appreciate if you'd leave a review on the app too. Till next time.